0: Parashah as we know, is the Parashah of Kashrus. So the Torah describes to us what we can eat, what we cannot eat, what's allowed, which species of animals or birds or fish are, mutter, are permitted to us, and which are forbidden. And one could look at the halachas of Kashrus as a Chik. The Torah dictates what's allowed and what's not allowed. But, if we look in the Farshim, both the Rishonim and the we find attempts to explain why there are certain species which are forbidden and whereas others are permitted. And looking at the various Rishonim and Akhronim, it really breaks into a number of categories we're going to put it into three different headings to explain the different topics. The first category are those Rishonim who explain that HaKadosh Baruch Hu the creator of every animal, every species. He knows on a physical level what's good for a person to eat and what's bad for a person to eat. That doesn't mean to say that non-kosher animals are inedible. but what's necessary for a person's optimal health physically. So to determines the species which are good for us and have a positive physical effect in our bodies. Whereas the species which are non-kosher, Are those species which aren't Rakhodesh Baruch or intended for people to eat? Whatever way they're going to be harmful. The Chinuch explains the and this explanation holds true both for the animals that they talk about those animals which chew the cud and therefore they. They, the animals themselves, are sustained from the grasses, from the plants. And therefore, eating them is healthier than eating those animals which are sustained from eating meat. Similarly, I talk about the fish, which have fins and scales and swim, are healthier than the fish which just remain, such as crustaceans, in the ocean floor. And therefore they explain the denim of consciousness in a way where physically what's good for a person, what's bad for a person. And even if today uh, scientists or biologists would disagree about the health properties of various foods, we know that our Baruch as the creator of all kinds of species knows better what's meant for people to eat. The second school of thought and the Fashim is that the topic in the discussion isn't a physical one as what's good for a person's physical body, but rather it relates to a person's medis, and that is a person's influenced by what they eat. It becomes a part of a person, gets absorbed into their body, and if that's the case, not just on the physical level of the proteins or the carbohydrates that a person is getting from their food, but also the nature of the food affects the nature of the person. And therefore, those animals which have a negative nature, those animals which have bad middles if one wants to call it like that, eating them is going to breed those middles in the person. And therefore, these will should explain that the reason why the third distances us from various types of animals or birds are because they have negative midas and by eating them a person is going to be influenced by those midas The best example given for this is all the kosher species, whether we are talking about animals, wild animals or birds, are always herbivores, are always grass-eating animals. The carnivores, the raptors those species which catch live prey, the Torah always forbids. And the reason for that is because the nature of a predator is it's cruel and bloodthirsty, and those weren't medes that HaKadosh Baruch wants the person to develop. And therefore eating those animals which are by nature placid, docile, breeds good medicine in a person. By eating those animals which are aggressive predators, it's going to breed bad medicine in a person. And therefore, the second school of the Rishonim and the Akronim talk about this as well. the and there's Na'im and this is brought down in other Mafashim as well. There's the Hadach, and that is that the Torah forbade those species which are going to negatively impact our medicine. And if there would be a second rationale of what the reason is why the turf forbade a certain species of animals, birds or fish. The third explanation is one of a more spiritual nature. This is brought by the Mukabalim. And that is, as we know, every living thing is sustained by a spiritual force. And we know that in the world of spiritual forces, which give chiyos, give sustenance, give life to things in this world, so something can either be sustained from a Koyach of Kodesha, in other words, from a source of holiness, from Hashem, or there's also the possibility of something being sustained from a source of tumor. Primarily, the Satan, you know, he runs, so to speak, a system where he's able to give whatever he's stolen from us to his supporters or his agents, and therefore there's the possibility of something being sustained from a force of Tomah. We know it says by the Jewish people obviously that the source of our life and our sustenance is Hashem. So, Klai Israel is sustained from a source of Kedosha. The Goyim, the non we know that the way that they receive their sustenance isn't from Hashem directly, but rather through the agency of an angel called a Sar. And we know that each nation has its own Sar its own guardian angel, if one wants to call it that, through which that nation receives whatever spiritual sustenance, whatever life it's meant to get. And because the non-Jews worship their they see it as a deity, rather than just as an agent, so then that also becomes a source of tumour, through which they sustain. And the Zara says, just like it applies to people same thing with those species who connected obviously the level of animals to a our source to a uh, pure source and then those which are connected to an impure source and therefore we as the jewish people being as we talk we have to make sure that we're going to only get our physical sustenance from something which also is connected to a source of Torah. And those are the kosher species which the Torah delineates to us. If we are going to sustain ourselves, we're going to nourish ourselves from non-kosher species, so then we're really imbibing a source of Chius from a force of Tumor. The non-Jews are since anyway, they're connected to a source of tumour, so what they choose to eat doesn't affect them. And therefore there's a spiritual reason too, for eating what we eat, that is it keeps us connected to a source of condition. We don't want to derive nourishment, we don't want to receive life in any way from something which is connected to tumour. Okay, so we have three explanations. And if that's the case, just like the Torah forbids us to eat something which is in the list of those species of animals, fish, birds, whatever it may be, which is which the Torah describes as being also, awesome. there are a who learned that there's a mitzah of Oysa Takedu, there's a mitzah one does by eating those species which are kosher. And we can understand because since a person is created in a way that he needs to eat, and what a person eats has an effect on them, on whatever level it's going to be, so eating those foods should, on a simple, simple physical level, which will keep one healthy, and on a deeper level, those foods which will help inculcate a good medicine in a person, and on the spiritual levels, those foods which have a connection to a source of tire eating like that will make the person better. And therefore we can understand why there's an opinion that holds that to eat kosher food is a mitzvah. In the same way that it's an elevator to eat food which is going to be negative in any of the ways we mentioned before for a person. So that's a starting point. In our passage, when the Torah describes the species which are kosher or the species which are treff. But now we have another question. And that is, even a species which is kosher. The cow, the dove, the sheep. Which we know to be kosher species. We know it to be animals which have good meat if one want to call it that. But, there are certain times when the Torah forbids us to eat them too. For example, the name of a treifer. An animal which was injured, in some way, it's called a trefer. Uh, the Torah forbids us to eat treifers as well. And here also you have to explain, what's the reason? We're talking about the same cow, the same chicken, and if it wasn't shakted, uh, it was stand if it was injured in some way, before it was shakted, to the Torah forbids it. Why is this going to be negative, why is this going to be harmful to a person? So if you look in the Pasha of the Trafer, when the earth forbids it, <coughs> we find the same shittas, the same three opinions in the Mufashem there too. The Khenukh explains that the nature of an animal which is injured, which is sick, it's unhealthy. Something which is has caused enough damage to the animal that's going to cause it to die, so there's something wrong with such an animal. It's not a healthy animal. An animal which has been attacked by a predator. So the Gemara already says there's a certain uh, eris, if I want to say, a certain uh, contamination which has been injected into the animal from the claws of the predator, and it's going to it's going to affect the animal, and it'll also affect the person who eats it. And therefore, the chinuch expands. The Torah a Forbids us to eat an animal which is injured, an animal which is sick, wounded. Because there's something unhealthy about it and it'll be, it'll be unhealthy for us to eat. And he elaborates, even though there could be cases of a trafer where a person realized the animal injured itself and it before anything could happen, anything could develop. He says, once the Torah gives a rule, we don't differentiate between the cases. And the Torah's intention in forbidding us to eat trefas, was forbidding us to eat animals which are injured, which are sick. Why? Again, for the because of the effect it will have on us. The second school of thought in the Rishonim, when they talk about the essence of a trephus, they speak about the spiritual effect. And that is, a draper, an animal which is already has something wrong with it, which is going to cause it to die. Some internal injury. So the Malach already has a Kheleke. There's already a connection to the Malach It's not something which is only and completely nizan, from a source of tarah Rather, there's already a connection to the source of Mesa. And therefore, connecting to such an animal through eating it is in some way connecting to the Koyach of the Malachim which is extant with the animal while it's still alive. And therefore, just like we avoid those animals which have a shorish of Tumur, we also avoid those animals which are connected somehow to the Malachim And on the level of the effect that eating non-kosher has on a person's menace, and why would that be true in the situation of a treifer? So, if Shri Vishen Hosh when he talks about the treifer, he writes about the difference between something which is ba'atzam alive, an animal which is healthy, to an animal which is no longer ba'atzam alive. In a case like a trafe where an animal has something wrong with it which is going to cause it to die. He elaborates in his terminology, but to paraphrase the idea, one could explain that the good middle of the animal are when the animal is alive it's on its own. And that's when a person can benefit from it. Whereas, an animal which is already, there's something in it which is going to cause it to die. It's already a trevor. <coughs> so here, a person isn't benefiting from the khiyos of the animal. On the contrary, here there are different negative mirrors which come into play. Just like we have mirrors of huts, of sadness, of depression, or whatever it might be. An animal which isn't healthy, isn't a source of life, may breed these bad medis also. So now we understand the second point, and that is the reason why a species which is otherwise kosher could nevertheless be able to eat, in the situation where it's a trifle, whatever the case might be. we come to the third category also, and this was something we've just been living through. And that is, there are those things which are also to eat at given times. It's not a species which is also but rather it's a certain time period where it's also And obviously what I'm referring to is Khamets. The flour, the water, the yeast are all kosher ingredients. The Kharas we're going to be eating tonight are completely kosher. But a week ago, there's been something which is also to eat. And once again, it's not just like Zaris or that the Torah said it's also, but rather you have to understand it's in the nature of machalas as It's in the nature of food which is also because it's going to harm us. Just to digress to explain that a moment. Food on Yom Kippur, there's nothing wrong with the food, the food is still kasha. There is an isser on the person to eat the food, and therefore for him he can't eat. But the food doesn't become food which is isser. For example, food which was in a pot in Yom Kippur doesn't give a, a taste of non-kosher to the pot. The, the food is kosher food, but the person learned not to eat it. When it comes to Chomets and Pesach, it's, it's not a din that a person can't eat Chomets. When it comes to Chomets and Pesach, the understanding is that becomes treif. It's strafe, it messes, it makes other things trafe if it touches them. It makes the kalium which are used to cook a trafe. In other words, have a time chomus which is a time issue. And if you're looking at FY as and pesach as a trafe food stuff, so we have to ask the same question. What negative effect is chomus going to have that the Torah will forbid it? And that will only apply specifically on pesach. And if we look to the Mothar of the Pesach, we'll find the answer to this as well. The Derech Hashem. In Chelek Raviy, Perek Ches, when he talks about the Mitzus hazmanim, Mitzus which apply at certain times, he starts with Hametz. And he explains the principle. And he says that just like Hametz is the result of enhancing just the flour and water by letting it dry, by adding ingredients which are going to going to improve it. So it says, eating khametz has an effect on the person. And the effect on the person is that it's going to make the person also more susceptible to the et More involved in trying to Enjoy the physical more. The Yetzarah is called the Saur be Isa, the yeast in the dough. And you understand it's more than just figurative. You understand it means that there is a Yetzarah in yeast. In causing something to rise is the Yetzarah, What's wanted Yetzarah. One of the types of Yetzarah we know about is the Yetzarah to focus on enjoying more the physical world. That we know about. Looking for physical pleasure here, we know is one of the weapons in the arsenal of the Yetzirah. But what we learn here is something much more profound than that. And that is, a person absorbs that Yetzirah when they eat bread. In chametz, there is, so to speak, the culture of that yedsohora. That when a person eats it, so that gets absorbed in their body. And therefore, when the Torah tells us in Pesach, "Don't eat chametz," it's because the Torah doesn't want us to absorb that initially that Yad Sahara. Something which a person, so to speak, digests with the chometz that they eat. That's on the level of why it's bad for a person. On a midas level, so all the fashion bring down, and that is the nature of khomets. It Takes time. Matters have to, be create, have to be produced with speed. A person can't stop, a person can't wait. A person be working the matter, working the matzah until it's finished, like the pastor tells us. Khametz, the more a person leaves it, the more it rises. And therefore the middle of khamitzah is the middle of laziness. And eating khamitzah creates a tendency in a person to be lazy. And if that's the case, if the nature of chametz is it affects the person either by connecting him to the sarah of enjoying this world, or it develops a bad middle of laziness in a person, so the obvious question is, why does the Torah ever allow us to eat chametz? Why shouldn't we restrain ourselves from chametz the whole year round? The Deirah Hashem already addresses this, where He says that that would be too much for a person to do. In other words, living in this world, maybe a person can try and limit his yetzahara for enjoyment in this world, but to live in this world and be able to receive no enjoyment from this world, maybe there was a level that Ravira Nasi merited. Ravir, Nasi he raised his 10 fingers before he died and said, I didn't get any benefit from this work. So why not pay then? Does the Torah want us not to get influenced by the negative effect that Khametz has on us? So for this, let's look to our tzadok account. In the opening, we say, And he says, And he says, the beginning of a person's entering into a process of a virus Hashem has to be done with haste. A person always has to serve Hashem with Jesus. But there's something special about how a person starts. That needs an extra measure of Jesus. That needs an extra level of Jesus. And therefore, when it comes to Pesach, which is nationally, the time when we began our career as Oveday Hashem, so to start, we need to be more of a Zoris, we need to be more quick. And therefore specifically here there is an Isra and Hamid. the Hamas which is going to slow us down, and creating us in the middle of laziness, the Khametz which is going to connect us to enjoying this world. It could be that something we can't avoid completely. But when we start a process, we have to start with full str- full, full, our full strength. And therefore, Dafko and Pesach, which are the days of our beginning, our process of Avedis Hashem, they have to be without Khametz. They have to be in a situation where we have all our strength, all our energy focused on beginning a new year of our decision As you know, it's the force of the initial charge, so to speak, which keeps us going. And therefore, if on Pesach we're going to allow ourselves to eat Hamas, we're already introducing the bad middah, or the eight Sahara, into our whole acceptances as, as being over the Hashem, and we won't have that initial drive which will keep us, which will make it successful. That's as far as the effect on a person's body or on a person's midas that comments can have. But we spoke about the spiritual effect of food as well. We spoke about the spiritual effect. Negatively, of non-kosher food that it connects to the Sharish of tuma. We spoke about the, non- the negative effect of trafers that it connects to some of the What's the spiritual effect of Khamat? And if you understand the negative of Khamat in spiritual sense, then you understand also why the Torah is contrasted to eating matzah, which is the positive connecting to a good spiritual source. And that we know desire. The desire the calls matzah the bread of imunda. Which means part of the part of the effect that it has on the person. When he eats matzah it's something which helps spiritually to machakh the imunda. whether it's the muna of Hashem could redeem us, or the muna of Hashem is with us even when we're in goddess, whatever the master is meant to symbolize, it has that koach, It has that ability to strengthen a person's muna. And therefore, Dafka and Pesach, when we focusing on strengthening our muna, the Torah says, eat matzah eat matzah because it's going to have that effect on the past. Now we see a new perspective on eating. It's not just that the Torah dictates to us what we can and can't eat, and it's a khaykh. Rather, being as eating is a very integral part of living, And now we see that what a person eats also has very much of an effect on them. So a big emphasis in the Torah is dedicated to what a person eats. Because that's what's going to either sicken their bodies, corrupt their midas, or attach them to something which is tame. Or alternatively, when a person chooses to eat kosher, it's going to be something which is going to make them healthier. Help them inculcate good medicine to themselves and connect them to a source of Kodesh. It's interesting that always in the reference to eating, both in Paesha Shmili and Pashash this week. So the description of the Torah for the importance of eating kosher food, Viskadishtim V'yisim Kodeshim. You should make yourself Kaddish. You should make yourself holy. Hashem said, I chose you from the nations to be man and that's why you have to eat kosher food. So when comes to the Pasuk of Traifa, you should be people of holiness. And therefore, don't eat meat, it's just trif. And now we understand. When a person eats, can make them more kardash. And being as Klai Yisrael are separated from the other goyim. And that is, our Neshama is already connected to a source of Kedusha. So now we can be careful with what we eat to ensure that we strengthen the connection and don't weaken it. And therefore, by making sure what we eat what the Torah allowed us to eat, we're really making ourselves more Kodesh. That's the mitzvah. Whereas by eating what we're not allowed to eat, then we're ruining our own kudushah. We're attaching ourselves to a source of tumma, which is the spiritual source that the non conscious species get their life from. And in a physical sense as well. Whether it ruining we're running our bodies or we're running our medus, or both, like we saw in the Mafashim, that's the damage a person does to themselves by eating tref. And that's what's the difference between the Avera of non kosher eating to other Averas. And that is here, it's not just, and I'll say just in inverted commas because that already is serious, but it's not just the fact that we're disobeying the Torah but it's the effect of the avara It causes a person to change. Just like if a person would eat poison, it's going to affect him physically. It's not just that he did a stupid thing. It's the consequence. So similarly, eating non-kosher, the effect it's going to have on a person's body, on his midst, and on his kadusha isn't a punishment, it's a consequence. And that's especially over here. The Torah emphasizes this If you want to maintain your Kedusha, then make sure everything you eat is going to be something which is going to add to your level of Kedusha, not to detract from it.